Right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Championship Amateur Podcast. This is the third and final pod this week, talking about wildcards. Um, hopefully you've already listened to the midfield and striker instalments, um, and I think we've saved the best till last. Well, at least uh, it's my favourite sort of champion position, shall we say. Uh, it's defenders. Um, with me is someone who has been a big sanding board for me this season. I regularly interact with them on Discord to discuss planned moves. Um, with that in mind, I blame him for at least 50% of my nosedive down the rankings. Um, it's FPL Deacon with me this week, or Alex, as I'm more likely to refer to him in the next 45 minutes or so. Um, how you doing, mate? Good to have you on. Yeah, good to be on. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Uh, I don't, couldn't. I'm not going to take 50%. Maybe maybe 30% of the blame for the nosedive. <laughs> so you um, awkwardly. Um, well, I don't know if it's awkward or not. It's good or bad. It could be either. But you've wildcarded like me last week because we speak, yeah. so we know these things. So arguably this pod might be a week too late for both of us. Um, if either of us decides to say anything valuable in the next uh, the next time. Um, so which defenders did you end up, as we're talking about defenders today, which defenders did you end up sort of settling on on your wildcard? So I felt I'm quite heavy on my price points. I quite like covering as many bases if I need to switch. So I went for Hippier, Desai. Uh, Gardner, Unsworth and uh, Doherty. So, well, 6.5 down to 4.5, one of each. Um, yeah, I've never been one on massively on expensive defences, but I just feel the fixtures for Liverpool and Chelsea just look too good to, to go away from. So, um, yeah, that's sort of the defence I settled on. Uh, a little bit different to, I know, yours. Uh, I think I've covered uh, probably three or four more teams than you have in your defence. Yeah, I, I do like your defence because I think you have got, I'll call them the optimum player at each individual price point, but we're going to touch on price points a bit later. So but they may not prove to be that, but you've got, you've obviously, as you said, you've got one at each of the price points. You've got all that covered. Um, was that deliberate? So it was deliberate for you to spread the money across all of those price ranges to have someone at each? Not, not necessarily. I mean, I didn't just have one of each, but I did want to spread the, the funds because... I feel that there is like you know there's value in the forward line but I wanted Varane I have Vanisseroy which I know you mentioned in the pod about midfielders about maybe not owning both but for me I felt that it was it was necessary so to in order to sort of free up funds I felt spreading them across and like I said with the price points it means that you know if, if there's an injury or you know nosedive and fixtures I can just switch easily without having to take hits even though I am quite a hit heavy manager I feel that if when you can cover those price points, if you can avoid hits where you can, then it will be useful further down the line. Yeah, I, I like it that you. If you do want to target blocks of fixtures for individual defenders, you've obviously, as you say, you've got someone at each price point. That that's obviously helpful to ensure you can get anyone in one move, or except Ian Hart in your case. But I don't think you'll be making a desperate move to get him. But there, there are some interesting runs coming up that like, could be targeted. So you've got Ipswich, for example. I think they've got four successive home games between twenty six and twenty nine. So if you kind of feel like a rider or someone could get clean sheets and bonus, you could obviously move to him. Also with Ipswich, you've got Prutton as well for 4.5. He's now on, I think, to play somewhere. He isn't as reliable as bonus as a Ryderson, but I think he's, for example, a decent short-term upgrade on like Emerson's home for that run, if people have got him. Because Sunderland have got three away games and a home game with Man United in that four-game stretch. So Ipswich, you'd like to think, well, their defenders should get four more points than Sunderland defenders for those four games. So um, you're obviously in a position where you can just make that sideways move very easily without having to stress about not having the budget, for example. So I think there's, there's scope to it that it could, it could work. 
Yeah, I feel that, as you mentioned, it switch defenders. I mean, once you've got Doherty, who I'm sure we'll mention, you're going to really want to. I mean, like there is opportunity to target fixtures. I know that there's a bit of a bit of a nosedive for Villa's fixtures um, so if you have someone if, if you do choose to get someone like Unsworth in and you want to skip over Melberg's bad fixtures you can get him in later down the line and I find that there are I don't know a few fixture swings that you want to focus on but then a few you want to avoid at least in the short term and then hopefully you can use that without having to take too many hits to switch switch back as soon as you can. I think the key thing with whichever sort of strategy you end up taking, so mine's more five, two, three. I don't know what we'll, we'll touch on your formation later, but I think yeah. yeah, I think you have to kind of work out now that what formation you want to play. If you want to play three, four, three, you could find yourself a fairly useful defence, I would say, spending no more than four point five. You could have Doherty, Tom, Hurtado, Delaney and Galley or something. I don't know, it's like ultra budget. There's no reason that, that can't pay off for you. And I say like I've gone, the, I've gone the opposite and I've gone like ultra premium. I've got four defenders that cost six million or more. Um, I think it comes down to how sort of priority you put on defenders, shall we say? Like when picking my wild card, my defence was my top priority. I don't know where you sort of rank defence in terms of positions when you was picking your wild card. Well, with this wild card, I, I pushed it up the priority a little bit more. But generally, I've been someone who, who keeps the defence cheap. Um, on my first wild card, although I had Sylvester who we'll get on to and he's someone I, I really like although not so much this season I pretty much had no one over over five million I haven't owned a Liverpool defender other than free hit up till now um, I owned SAE for a little bit but I find that there is value you like you said some of those four and a half Stockerty Tome uh, I like Berg with the you know Blackburn are looking looking quite good defensively and I've got an okay run of fixtures and I think he's better than Weatherall um, save that million you know, there are there are some value there at the, at the 4.5s and then, you know, Galliol, um, he's he's a good way of freeing up funds. I think that if you can find those bonus magnets at those lower price points and you can, you know, push the funds, get your Verons, get your Roods, I think it can pay off. But, you know, when those big hauls for the Liverpool defenders come in, you will get punished, but you can sort of ride your luck a little bit. I think if you're lower down, you could try that, you know, go for that upside in the forward line in the midfield and, and, and go for the cheap defence. Um I feel like defence is, is the safe place, the safe points, rather than the, the big upside. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think a lot of people don't view it like that, which is why I kind of went heavy there, because it is a strategy I like, but also it's a bit different. So for me, I think defenders was was my top priority on wildcard. It's the main reason why I decided to play it when I did, because I was just so unhappy looking at my defence every week. And my, my sort of theory for it was that defenders pretty much get six points for when they get a clean sheet. And I would say a striker pretty much gets six points when they score. And I would argue, if you look at what's most predictable of those things, a striker scoring or a defender getting a clean sheet, I think there's not a lot in it. And the premium defenders cost half as much as the premium strikers do, which obviously then means you can afford more of them. So that, that, that was kind of my sort of initial take on it. And that's why I quite like prioritising defenders. So you, you run Sims, I run Sims. And I think... Where a strong defence has got a lucrative home game, I think their likelihood to concede a goal is roughly sort of 0.4. I think it's sort of written down as in a good in a good week. So that would obviously mean probably six, seven clean sheets in 10 games for that team. I would argue most of the time strikers return in a peak home game, something similar, seven in 10. So I, I accept that strikers have got scope for probably more points because they can get obviously multiple attacking returns in one game and a defender can only get one clean sheet. But I don't, I don't think there's really, you say, much in it between that. So I, I think that's why I look at the defenders and think there's 
there's a reason that you can you can have more premiums and I like having more premiums if you look at it that way but as I say that's kind of my take yeah I'm, I'm with you I think it's the floor that, temp, that that gets me going for the premium defenders if you you know if a striker blanks you, you're getting two points you maybe get three if you're lucky with a bonus but with some of the defenders like like Southgate uh, who I'm a big fan of and, and Hippier you know even if they do concede you could easily be getting four or five points when those bonus come in um, and then that's not to add on you know that upside of the goals from like Doherty and you know Hippier and Unsworth I think that that floor is is consistent, and then the the upside is still there. Whereas with a, sh- a striker, you know, the floor is easily two, and then the upside, yeah, it's a lot bigger for captain choices. But is it as consistent? I'd I'd probably argue marginally not. I've got some bonus points here for defenders, so I've, I've got it in sort of home games at the minute. So these are the these are the top six players in our sim for bonus in home games. So Viduka 23, Van Nistelrooy 22, Unsworth 21, Southgate 20, Boxic 17, Cooper 17. So top six is three strikers, three defenders. And then away is Owen 16, Van Nistelrooy 16, Boxic 15, Cooper 13, Southgate 12, Terry 12, Gardner 12, Arilison 11. So more defenders and strikers in that sort of lengthier list. So I think you just touched on it there, kind of, that there's an argument defenders are almost more reliable for those three or four points, especially in away games, if you own the right ones. And I think you, you do pay a premium for that most of the time, but it's those sort of guaranteed points that you kind of get in because the, mod- the bonus magnets are, in theory, the bonus magnets most of the time. And if you've got four or five of those players in that other people haven't got because they're chancing a seven million mid, for example, you could, you could easily earn yourself 10-point head start on other teams straight away just by having those bonus players in. And I think the defenders is where the most reliable ones are, I think. I also think you when, when we're running into some, because we're going to get some doubles and blanks coming up, with the doubles, you've got that. Also, that so then probably more nailed on to play both games, uh, especially the centre-backs. Uh, in a lot of teams and I feel that the rotation risk is reduced which is, you know it saves us some headaches every week but also it's going to help out um, when you're trying to attack those I think that if you're wildcarding soon and you want to attack those doubles then then the defence is a good place to look if you see teams with good doubles I, I you know double even triple up um, on some defences which I'm sure we'll touch on too uh, later with the likes of like Liverpool and Chelsea Yeah I'm sure we will did you, did, when you wildcarded have you obviously got your your squad did you prioritise a formation or have you just focused on 14 good outfield players and you're just going to play you the ones each week that you think are going to deliver the most points? So I'm, I'm assuming you're OK if you play all five of your defenders. You haven't got one in there. You're not prepared to play. But you're not expecting to play all five every week. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I sort of... I usually... I sort of pick a formation. I went 4-3-3, um, but I sort of had it in, a, in mind to play a sort of 5-2-3, 4-3-3 and have you know, a couple of players that rotate. So I've got... Chadwick and Hendry in, in my midfield so I'd be happy for them to rotate in and out with the likes of Unsworth and Doherty, well, Doherty in a, in a poor away game but you really don't want to be benching him ever um, sort of rotating them in and out uh, so yeah I'd sort of like to switch between my formations depending on how the fixtures are looking but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm happy to play all five of my defenders but I'm also happy to bench I mean I've got Unsworth on my bench I benched him last week as well I'm happy to bench him. I'm happy. I'm happy to bench Doherty. I'm even happy to bench Gardner in in some some bad away games, um, especially considering I've got I've got UC as well. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to sort of tee it with my formation. But yeah, defense heavy. I would say four or five at the back is is possibly the way to go if you're wildcarding soon. I'm glad you mentioned double ups because 
obviously I'm hoping to play five two three pretty much every week. That's my defence has got the worst of like worst away games, should we say? And I've got the ultimate sort of set and forget defence, but only because I want to transfer my strikers around. Um, if you prefer um, to play three or four at the back, I think there's still strategies you could achieve this. So if you wanted to play three at the back, there's some some decent double ups rotations you can have. So Cooper and Delaney for Bolton and Leicester's rotation is good. Uh, Melberg and Doherty rotate. Uh, Berg and Atherton as well. So you've got 9.5 there on each of those double ups. And if you, they're also all 5 million or less and 9.5 for the pair, you could easily get two of those pairs and pair them with one premium. Um, we'll touch on the best premiums in a bit, but that's perfectly sort of viable strategy, I think, if you're playing three at the back to the one premium and then two doubles. In my team, I've got a goalkeeper and a defence, and there's three double ups in my team. So I've got two Liverpool, two Chelsea, and two Ipswich. The Ipswich isn't so much planned, it was more coincidence. But you're obviously happy if you say you've got UC and Gardner, you're obviously happy with a, with a double up in defence. You don't think that's an issue? No, I think it's. It's got it's, it's obviously got its downsides, it's got its upsides, but I feel that there's certain defences that I'm more happy because I'm not, you know, someone like Gardner, yeah, clean sheets are a bonus, but I'm I'm looking for that upside for those attacking returns, really. You know, if they concede, UC can easily, we've seen it happen, you know, a couple of save points, a couple of bonus, and he's he's not he's conceded a goal and he's on five, six points. I mean, it's the same with Gardner, you know, there's that upside there. And I feel with if you're looking at the stronger defences, your Liverpools, even your Manchester United, if you want to take that risk, um, you know, with the rotation aspect, then there is huge upside. I think if you're chasing a rank, double ups are, are brilliant. If you're further up, not not that I am, but if you are further up, then you may want to avoid them because there is there is some downside there. If you if you double up and they concede, you know, three four weeks in a row, you're not getting that clean sheet, then you could see possibly see your rank slip down. I've seen a few teams that have got, like, for example, double Sunderland. I think Sullivan and Tome will still be quite popular because they're both 4.5. I think Everton now, I think people will maybe consider the goalkeeper if they, if someone wants a differential who's not Jaskaline and they may get the goalkeeper and Unsworth together. I think you just kind of have to sort of know the risks and make decisions with your eyes open because you mentioned like earlier on that we're getting near a stage where we'll get some fixtures cancelled or moved and there'll be some blanks. And so if you obviously double up, you've got the risk of two blanks in the same game week. If you've got two defenders on the same team, you've also got the issue, I think, that if you've only got space in your team to play one, which one do you bench? I don't know, for example, if Sunderland are playing away to lead, if you've got two Sunderland defenders, you, you may be forced into playing one. And there's obviously a concern then that you bench the wrong one because no doubt the one you bench will be the one that happens to randomly score. And my, my sort of one big issue with it that I'm not happy with with my own team is that Obviously, if you've got two defenders on the same team, they both can't get max bonus. And I think if you're trying to get bonus hogging defenders, you kind of want the ones that might get three bonus points. And if you've got Hippie and Honcho, like me, for example, then one of them's not getting three bonus points every game. But I say it's, it's the risk you take with, with the double up. You hope that the clean sheets and whatnot will, will cover. But I'm, I'm at a point when if Liverpool and Chelsea blank, I'm only getting one defender up. So, um, I don't know how likely or unlikely that is to happen in the same week. But if you go with multiple double-ups, you leave yourself open to that potentially happening. But it's just one of those things you have to kind of accept and understand before you do it. Yeah, I think with, with if you're looking at sort of Liverpool and Chelsea defenders, at the end of the day, you're never benching one of them. You're playing them both pretty much every week. You, you've touched on this, uh, I think, in the other part about they're probably the two teams 
and Man United who are going to get away clean sheets as well. So, you know, you're pretty much playing them every week. There's very few, maybe you bench them, you know, maybe you bench them away to eat maybe each other or, or something like that. But you're going to, you're going to play them regardless and you're going to get that. I think you're going to get that upside compared to other defenders. Um, I think they're worth the money. And if you can, if you look at them as, as sort of separate entities, you know, you've got the penalties from here, you've got, you've got bonus, you know, it's, it, it will all pan out in the end, I think, but it, it is a risk. And if you're, if you're willing to take the risk, it can have huge upside well, as well as huge downside. Let's start moving through the price points. So we won't, we won't start at, Seven millions because there's obviously only one, and no one wants him anymore. But as things, so we'll, we'll, we'll start with the with the six point five. Have you got? You've got a list of who you prioritise in what order. Is that right? I'll let you go first, and then I'll see if we agree. I've got I've got yeah. three six point fives written down here that I would be happy to own, and I've got them in the order that I would prioritise them. So, and the, and the yeah. rest of them are discounted. I've got three. Um, I think I'm happy to own, and I bet we've got the same three. I mean. I think Hippie is the best marginally. I mean, I said this to you, I, I always sort of felt that, you know, I, I'll go to Honcho, bonus over penalties, bonus over penalties, but Hippie has been, you know, he's been producing the bonus this year as well. I feel like he's marginally, marginally the best choice. And then, you know, like I said, Honcho uh, would also be, be the best other choice. And then, and then Sylvester, I guess, would be the only other 6.5. I'm a big Sylvester fan. I've owned him all season besides on my free hit he's been the most frustrating player to own, but I've seen it in Sims. He can get double digit assists. You know, he can get, you know, eight, nine, 10 plus Manchester United are always out front for clean sheets. I feel that clean sheets will come. I was so close to getting him on the wild card, but I, I had triple man United elsewhere. So that sort of pushed me, pushed me off Sylvester. But I'd say in that sort of priority order, those are the only three I'd ever, ever look at owning. I'd avoid the other two Chelsea defenders. Um, I just, just think you may as well get the bonus magnets instead. Yeah, I would, you've got the same three as me. I'm, I've been having this debate with Luke for pretty much a season and a half about Hippie and Honcho. I don't feel there's no right or wrong. I, I do think, and I think it, there is evidence to prove that Honcho is a bit better for bonus. So will Hippie get enough penalties to balance out the slight difference in bonus? I don't know. He may he may well do. But I think if you own one or the other, you're not really going to lose out, I don't think. So I've, I've got both to try and cover both bases. I, I agree with Sylvester that he can get bonus. Will he ever get two or three points of bonus, though, with Vanistor and Baron around? Probably not. And there's obviously a big... Um, there's other defenders on this list that can get three points of bonus quite often. So it worries me a bit with him, but I, I agree with you that their clean sheets will improve. And he, he should be a steady seven, eight-pointer quite often, I would think. I'd like to think would happen moving forward. So... I think that's a good one. Yeah, I'm with you with Chelsea as well. Aviara over milk if I did prioritise, but I think I don't see why you would... I don't think they get enough attacking returns to justify paying 0.5 more than Terry and Desai. And the only other one's obviously actually Cole, who I think is worst of all the 6.5s for bonus in home and away games. So Arsenal play attacking everywhere and seem to concede. Doesn't really get attacking returns and he gets no bonus. I, I'm not a big fan of Arsenal defenders in general in this game because none of them get any bonus. So anyone... I know... I think they'll be quite popular in the coming week because their fixtures look quite good. And no doubt they probably will get some clean sheets, Arsenal, but you've pretty much got a six-point ceiling, I think, with Arsenal defenders, where others, it's a bit higher. Yeah, yeah, I think with Arsenal moving forwards, good fixtures. You're going to triple attack. Uh, you know, I don't see that as, as you know, Henri Jeffers, you know, Perez maybe, if that's how you, you, you want to move forwards. But defenders, I just think... 
will the clean sheets come? Maybe, but I think that we've just listed three others that are, that are miles better, and you're not going to want four six point fives really. So I think that it's sort of a no go there with Cole. I do think people on their wild card still still look quite short term, and I think it's, it's it's not necessarily a right or a wrong, but I think on wild card, I do think you want to be trying to get five defenders. You want to hold for the duration of the season. Obviously, there'll be injuries and maybe suspensions, but you may have to do something and make a transfer. But I don't think you want to be thinking I'll get this defender in for the next three and then I'll move him on. And I, I certainly don't think Cole is the sort of defender you want to be holding for the duration of our season. So you may outscore some of these other defenders in the next three weeks. Possibly it could happen and may well happen if they've got better fixtures. But I think if you, you've got to look at it over a longer period than that with defenders, I think. And I, I, I say I wouldn't be getting him. Moving down to the six millions then. Um, you said about Liverpool and Chelsea, they've um, only conceded 19 shots on target at home this season, both of them. That's considerably less than anyone else. I think Man United are third best for that. So you are kind of more likely, it seems, to get clean sheets from Liverpool and Chelsea defenders than anyone else, especially in home games. And the way they tend to be quite good at shutting up shop and not conceding very many. Um, it's a bit of a boring list for me because the two 6.5s that I've highlighted are the two that I've got and now I'm going to highlight the two 6 millions that I've got as well so it's probably the right thing to do because that's the reason why I own them but I've got Terry and Desai as my sort of only two 6 millions I think I would own I've got a few points on a few others but I'll let you have a go first but are you in agreement with those two at 6 million? Yeah, I, I have Desai I prefer him marginally just because he's ever so slightly more nailed I mean I think there's nothing in it I think to be honest I think Terry might be a differential in some ways I think if you're going to own one Chelsea defender most people are going to own Desai I don't know the ownership percentages but I'm going to assume Desai is slightly more owned but they're the standout six millions there are a few others that if you really are a rogue manager who likes to just just go for it you know I guess the two Man United defenders if you really wanted to to go away from Sylvester and get one of them, then, you know, the rotation aspect with Neville and, and, and others is there. But, you know, Ferdinand, I guess, he's an option. But, you know, if you're going to go Leeds defender, just go gung-ho and get Hart. I don't think there's any point looking at other Leeds defenders. Uh, but, yeah, I'd, I'd just touch on these two Chelsea boys. Um, I've got a rider that listed. Believe it or not, he hasn't kept a home clean sheet this year for Ipswich. And so they're not keeping no clean sheets. But he is the best um, player at his price point for bonus points at home. So if you feel like this run of four home games, they could do something, Ipswich, they may improve their clean sheet return, then I wouldn't completely discount Horaidus. And he seems to have been a lot more quiet compared to what he was in the first season of this game when he seems to get three points of bonus every week. But he is still sort of quietly getting bonus in the background. So there may be some reason for having him, but people won't when they've got Doherty, I don't think. But if no. you want to take a risk and double up, there is scope with him. And I will mention Rio as well. Um, he's got the most clean sheets uh, in this list at, at this price point, but he doesn't really get any bonus points. Leeds have also got, um, conceded the fewest shots overall um, in the whole sim, and he is the most nailed of their defenders. So if you did want a Leeds defender, I would prioritise Rio over any of the others, because I think he's the only one that is truly nailed of those centre-backs. But the lack of bonus does put me off a little bit but you may get some clean sheets off him. He's probably a bit of an Arsenal defender, really, for 0.5 cheaper. Yeah, I, when I look at defenders, I either look for bonus magnets or people with big upside. Those are the two things I look for. You know, bonus magnets that we've touched on, the Liverpool, the Chelsea boys, you know, big upside with the likes of Doherty and Gardner. Ferdinand gives you neither. You know, it's, it's a six-point ceiling. It's a two-point floor. I don't see 
I don't see any reason to own him personally. Like I said, I'd, if I had to go Leeds, I wouldn't go back to Hart. He's given me too many bad memories this season. But um, if you really had to go for a Leeds defender, I think you just push for that upside because I think in the long run, Hart could probably score just as much as him. And then if he did, was to start games again, then you know there's that, that huge swing there. Yeah, so go to the 5.5. I think this is another tale of two defenders, I think. Because I say the Leeds boys, although Radaby, Woodgate are, could be quite good. I think they're a bit better for bonus, both of them, than, than Rio. The fact they've got Radaby, Woodgate, Dupri and Jose Fernando now that can play centre-back, I think two of those four will play with Ferdinand in that back three. And I don't think you want to be paying 5.5 for someone with that level of rotation risk. I don't think any of them are now, they seem to drop in and out whenever. So I think that kind of discounts all of them. So I think it literally is a case of Gardner and Southgate, I think, at 5.5 and maybe Weatherall, but you've mentioned Berg earlier. I kind of agree. You wouldn't, do you really want to pay the million more? Um, yeah, Gardner and Southgate, I think, are the only ones that really work. I say it's more than plausible. We just line up with a set and forget back three here of Hippia, Gardner, Southgate, and then two cheap ones and leave it for the season. I don't think it's too bad if you decided to do that as a back three. Yeah, I'm a big, big on Southgate's. He's number one on my on my 5.5s, I think. I don't own him, but I'm I'm a big fan. I've had him pretty much all season, on and off. I think I've taken I think I didn't have him at the start, got him in on my early wild card and then pretty much had him up till till recently. I mean, the amount of weeks where I you know, on two points and then, you know, the bonus points come in and he's got up to four, he's up to five. You know, it happens so often. I think he's got probably one of the best flaws in the whole game. Um, of any player, um, you know, he's, you can consistently expect to get three, four, five points on a bad week, and then you could get up to nine on a good week. Um, I like Gardner for the upside, but yeah, I think they're the only two, two five point fives. Like you said, Weatherall, but unless you're going to double up Blackburn defence, um, I, I would just go for Berg, um, just save that million. And also, you won't feel so guilty about benching him. I feel like if you own Weatherall, you're going to feel obliged to play him more or less every week at 5.5 and you're going to want to do that, you know, in some of the trickier away games. So I see if you're going to spend 5.5 or more on a defender, you're going to want to play him home and away more or less every game besides, you know, a few that are the really tricky ones. So I'd, I'd avoid someone who you may be concerned about starting every week. I think Southgate's on 32 points of bonus. I think I do worry about the amount of clean sheets they'll get now. I'd say if you're happy with three, four points, continue stuff, I think you'll carry on getting that. But I don't think you're going to maybe get the, the eight, nine points off him because it's the same reason I wouldn't own Fester at six million as well, just because his penalties have obviously dried up. But I, I, I do worry about Middlesbrough and their, how many clean sheets they'll now keep. But God, there's an interesting one. I, he was the one I massively toyed on on my wild card. I wasn't going to get Southgate because of that fear of Middlesbrough keeping clean sheets. It was, it was Gardner for one of the two Chelsea defenders, which ultimately ended up being my sort of big decision. And it ultimately came down to the fact that I did feel like the Chelsea boys were more safe in terms of bonus in away games and returns in away games. Gardner's got that scope for 15 points in a, in a good game. But I do think you may get a lot of twos off him. And it's, it's awkward where you go with Bolton. I haven't got any of their defenders, but a fair few people will have probably Escalina and one other. Um, he kind of feels like he's become essential for a lot of people but, uh, so I haven't got him but he's, he's the one that scares me in the defence that I don't have that could that could potentially go wild 
Yeah, I think we can get blinded a little bit by these big sort of double-digit hauls from defenders sometimes. And then we, you know, a few two-pointers go by, you don't really notice. And then suddenly it's an 11. You know, I think we had, I don't know how many got last week, but it was a bit, was it 10? Did he get 10 points last week? Yeah, and the hat-trick in the FA Cup, they'll open people's eyes as well that you can... Yeah, I think you've got to sort of just take it, take it week by week. If you're going to, if you're going to go for him, then you've got to take those two pointers and, and, and hope that you get a little bit more upside than you do two pointers. But if you're looking to either hold your rank or, or look for, like you with switching your strikers around, look for your, your differentials and your and your big swings up front, then I think he might be one to avoid actually, because I feel like those two points will come. But if you're someone like me who I'm just looking to go gung ho and, and hopefully climb, which I luckily did last week, um, I feel like Gardner is a, is a brilliant one there because if those hauls do come thick and fast, then hopefully you can see see a bit of a climb but if he is highly owned in the next coming weeks with people wildcarding then you know that's sort of nullified so that's something to consider as well I'm quite happy seeing so many double bolt and defences because I understand they've done well and I think um, Gardner's probably has up to this point under delivered from an attacking side of things he's basically doing so well because of how well they've done defensively that's not going to stay as it is I don't think for Bolton so a lot of people that are doubling up I think I've seen your triple up as well with Cooper as well, Cooper, Gardner and Jussi. Um, and I say, if, if people are doing that, that's good for me because I think they'll decline and that should allow me to make some ground. I say Gardner, I think, has the attacking potential to cover any defensive losses that he's going to get. But I, I really don't see that many clean sheets for, for Bolton between now and the end of the season. I'm happy to be proved wrong with that. And I'm sure that a lot of people will uh, stick a thumb up at me or something later in the season when they get those more points off of their Bolton defensive assets but um, I think it, I, would, I wouldn't have any more than one as a most and I think Gardner would be my priority if you're looking at yeah you see Gardner and we'll, we'll move down to the five millions now and there's obviously a couple in there as well that people any of the three of centre-backs really all five million any of them could do well Cooper's the one that's been yeah. stealing all of the limelight so far I prefer the Voss personally if I was going to have one but um, I think it's one of one Bolton defender for me. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be doubling up on them, I don't think. Yeah, I have two. I've I've UC and Gardner, and I think for me the sort of tactic is I've got Nash as my second keeper. With Nash and UC have more or less perfect rotation. I think it's two game weeks, where it's not where they have you have to play someone away. Um, I think I'm gonna sort of play UC and Gardner in the home games, and then just have Gardner sort of more or less set and forget in the team every week. And, you know, hopefully get that upside for those home clean sheets. And then, you know, if they concede in away games for Gardner against an assist, then, you know, I think it, it all sort of levels out. But I can see, you know, if you're going to go for that, like you have with the four and a half and four million keepers, you seeing Gardner probably would, I would avoid probably doubling up there and being forced to constantly play two bottom defenders. I think if you've got the flexibility to rotate a little bit, you might be safe, but um, no, I can I can see there being being some downside. But also, like you said, there could be some big up, upside swings that could punish people like you who've not even got any bottom defenders. But I can't imagine you're one of many um, who will have no bottom defenders after the next uh, few weeks. I'm happy with that. Let's hope it stays that way. I'll, I'll, I'll be prepared to be in that minority group. I think it's a good minority group to be in. So let's talk a bit more about five minutes. I think it'd be one name in this list, I think, one you've got. Is there anyone else you could really contemplate owning in this uh, in this price point? Yeah, not a, not in a wild card um, in the next few weeks. I mean, I've had Melberg on and off this season. I still I still quite like him. You know, he can get that bonus. He can get the bonus. Um, you know, Villa can keep an, an all right amount of clean sheets. It's not incredible, but I think I don't know what Villa's run is. It how many away games they've got in a row? But it's, it's Man United at home next week, and then four away. Then Arsenal. It's before, I think. Yeah, yeah. Four. 
yeah, you're not you're not looking at it now, but like I mentioned with price points, I've got Unsworth. If you know, I you could switch to Melbourne easily after this blip. Uh, he's the only other one I consider. You know, you mentioned the bottom boys. You like Davos. I, I I don't really have a preference. I think they're more or less. I'd say Cooper just marginally, but Sims show them more or less. I, you know, you could flip, roll a dice and flip a coin, whatever, and, and you'll get the one that scores the most. So I think it's just, you know, if you're going to go Bolton, you're going UC, you're going Gardner, you're not tripping up. Um, I think if you're tripping up, you're brave. But yeah, like you said, Unsworth, who I'm not actually that happy on owning. I'm not a huge fan of him, but I just because I feel like he's quite a quite a boring pick. He's just waiting on those penalties and, and, and I prefer picks elsewhere, but I can't go away from it at that price point. I can't deny that he is the best choice. You know, even my biases can't can't deny facts. And I think that if you go in five million, you're going for him as well. Yeah, he's got 21 points of bonus at home and obviously the prospects of penalties. The the interesting thing with him, he's only got one bonus point away though. So in away games, if you're playing him, you are relying on penalties. So I don't think he is the sort of defender you want to be playing every week. If you've got the squad where you can sit in first sub in away games, I think you you may lose your penalty by doing that. And that would be quite annoying, but I wouldn't be playing someone every week just because they're on penalties and hoping that you'll get one. I know he's had his, more than his fair share already. And I don't think that has any bearing on how many he'll get from now to the end of the season. But he's, he's a way return, shall we say, are not great. So no. you, you play him at home every week, fine, completely get that bonus and odd, maybe a penalty, maybe even the odd clean sheet. But uh, away, he's, um of a better phrase, he's awful. So, um, yeah. I've benched him this week, um, you know, away. I benched him last week away. I mean, they've. I feel like he's going to be popular because, like you said, people are going to be looking short-term. And he's got, uh, you know, they've got a nice few fixtures after this week. Charlton at home, Watford away, Villa at home. So it's, you can see people looking there. You know, you could play him, you know, Watford away, you might, might bench, but it's not the worst start, you know. You've got that opportunity for the penalties, like you said, and it could easily be a sort of nil-nil, one-nil kind of situation so I feel like he'll be popular and if you've got that flexibility like I've you know I think Doherty offers that flexibility for everybody now you've got that four and a half million who can just come in allow you to bench your five million for a week and then you can just just swap back in so yeah I, if you're owning Unsworth I'd, I'd look at possibly getting a rotating pair um, with him uh, if, if needed but, it's um, Liverpool isn't it with Everton so I don't know if they've got someone at the price but maybe Reese yeah. is a bit dangerous, isn't he? I think he's probably a bit too expensive to be rotating. Ten point five on rotation play is not ideal. Um, but you can always play that sort of like Doherty, that upside player who, you know, in those bad weeks, you know, you're gonna play Doherty every week. So you can just rotate in and out. You can even have a mid you doesn't have to necessarily be a defender rotating pair. It could be like I've done with midfielders, having someone like Chadwick or Hendry or or another five million. I know you've got you've got Kinnett, haven't you? Um, one of those to rotate in and out is um, is also a good option uh, and you can bench Unsworth and not feel too bad. But um, yeah, I, I can't deny that. I quite like him, especially in the short to mid-term. I think um, he looks good. And if you've got the Everton keeper as well, that's a double up that some people might be considering. I've got the keeper, which is not really, that didn't factor into my reason for not only Unsworth. Um, I wasn't actually, I was prepared to, get a premium fifth defender as well. I was, prepared. I was thinking about getting Gardner with the two Chelsea and the two Liverpool. And Do- Doherty was a weird one. I've got some a point on him in a minute. I was just going to touch on a few more five million things. So I think Atherton is one to consider, but I think I'd rather pay the extra 0.5 for Southgate in the same way with Bolton boys. I'd rather pay the extra 0.5 for Gardner. 0% owner at five million is Chris Perry. Um, 
he's, he's actually got quite a lot of bonus this year for a Tottenham defender. Under normal circumstances, I wouldn't be pitching owning a Tottenham defender because obviously they were so leaky in defence, but we're not quite sure it's going to work under McLeish yet. But back to 4-4-2, maybe a bit more disciplined. I think he's got the attributes where he, he has the scope to get a lot of bonus points. I don't think Tottenham, that's Salakovic doesn't get a lot of bonus. The wingers aren't great for bonus, so Rebrov can. But Tottenham could develop into one of those teams where defenders hog most of the bonus, like you get from the Chelsea's, etc. And at five million, if he's playing every week, Perry, which he will, he could be sort of the second half of the season version of Colin Cooper. I wouldn't necessarily suggest going there now, but he is one to he says zero percent owned at the minute as well. He's one to keep an eye on, I think, Perry. Yeah, you're beginning to sound like you're trying to sabotage people's teams, um, but. No, I think with with any any Tottenham asset, you're going to want to give it two or three weeks. I mean, I've ran, I ran, annoyingly, I ran some Sims um, early on, and uh, I don't think the defence looks considerably better, maybe marginally, and I think that he could be a good one. I don't know who Spurs rotate with, but... Um, Arsenal. Arsenal, well, I've, yeah, it's not really. I mean, in the home games, like, they, they seem a little bit tighter, but I, don't, I think away from home, you're still looking at, the likelihood of clean sheet being quite low. Um, it's, Spurs fixtures are gone here, but uh, they're not. So we've got what you know, Millwall away, Man City two away games in a row now. You know, if you're wild carding this week, wild carding next week, it's just a tricky one. But but I would I would avoid until things settle down a bit. But uh, five million McAteer, he's someone you loaned in the past. Oh, um, letdown. He, I got him over Unsworth. What a mistake that was. Probably cost me about 50 points. I um, decided that he was capable of Tariko type balls from last year. Um, don't know why I did it. It was a massive mistake. He plays every game and does play wing back sometimes. So if you, he obviously hasn't got the scope that Gardner's got as a wing back, but he probably is in a team that's a bit better in, in defence and probably scores more goals. So. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know why you'd get McAteer over Unsworth, though, if he was going to be put in that position to get one or the other. Uh, I wouldn't. I know there's probably some people out there who are looking for differentials. They you know, they could be down you know, around the 1,000 mark and looking to just have a bit of fun with the game. I think McAteer could be someone that could add a bit of fun to your team if you want. Uh, uh, but I wouldn't, if for anyone who's trying to trying to make that, that sort of top 100, I don't think you, you've got to be sensible. I think you're going Unsworth uh, every day of the week. I do think you've only actually got a pool realistically of about 15 defenders to pick from, despite how many there are in the game. I think anyone wildcarding won't really be looking beyond the, sort of that sort of number. There's a few more options in the 4.5 group. I know we've, I've said before, I think Doherty is the only essential player in the game, but then looking a bit more into his numbers, he hasn't kept a clean sheet yet this season, home or away. And in total, he's got two points of bonus. So... You're picking, so he has got four goals and two assists. I accept that, which is not a bad return and the promise of playing up front. And I think we've learned from the ball, we don't need to have great attributes. As long as you're playing in the right position, you've got the chance to score. But I don't know if he, I'm beginning to think now, like I've got him, but is he a bit of a trap? So clean sheets minimal, bonus points minimal. If he plays up front, he'd probably get taken off. Um, I, I get his 4.5 million and playing up front, and there's that's an easy sell to people. But I, I'm suddenly coming under the mindset that he's not as good as what I initially thought he was. I don't... It's a tricky one. I think that 
his ownerships after the wild cards in the next few weeks is going to be through the roof. I think if you don't own him, you're going to get punished hard. If you do own him, yeah, you're going to have those bad weeks. But those four home games, I mean, even if he starts three of them, you know, I'm seeing at least one or two goals, maybe, you know, an assist thrown in there. I think if you're going to have your doubts that you have, wait until after those four oh, games. Yeah, he's not coming and then, and, then have, and then have your doubts. And, and I see I see your point, but I think that other people at that price point, unless you're going to, you know, drop down to a, a, um, a 4.0 or, or, or go up to a, a 5 million, I, I just feel like he's he's a great way to save funds and the upside's there. And if you do have your doubts, then just, just bench him in those tricky away games, you know, just take it on the chin if he scores and play him in those nice home games. You know, if we get a leak where he's up front, then straighten the team. But but yeah, he, I don't see him as a trap like you do. I think he's he's, must, he's the only must player in the game, in my opinion. Um, and I think moving forwards, you've got to have him where you're going to you're gonna get punished. Because so, uh, you know, the ownership, I don't even know what it is now, but it's going to... I think it's going to start. something at the minute, I think. But it's going to be 50% in the sort of top 250, maybe more than that, maybe 60, 70% in the top top 250, top 200 players, I think, because you just can't go without him. And, you know, like I said, with the other 4.5s, you know, we mentioned Tone. Um, I spoke to you about a sort of cheap defence model. I liked a sort of a 5 million, three 4.5s, and then, and then Galley um, as a way of really saving funds and Tome's the one I'd consider alongside Doherty. Sunderland's games are okay. Um, he's, you know, he's nailed on. Um, they've got two home games now. They've got a bit of a tricky run after that, but then, you know, it's sort of, it's not massively off-putting if, you bench, if you're benching him as well. He's nailed on. He's okay. Get the picks up bonus here and there. And, um, you know, he's, like you said, you could even double up with Sullivan and, and, and have some big upside there. I think the three of them actually at Sunderland, the three 4.5s, Tome, Issa and Jacob Larson are all fairly similar for bonus. Issa and Tome are actually got identical bonus points at home. Larson's a bit worse at home, but a bit better away, so he kind of balances himself out. I think, I think Tome's the most, from memory, I think he's one of the most owned defenders going. He's about 36, 38% or something. If I was wildcard, I think I'd be risking one of the other two. Maybe Larson just because he plays fullback and hopefully he gets some attacking returns. But I don't think he's that good warrants that sort of ownership if you're trying to catch people up. Um, do, you, do you not think he might be in quite a lot of, like dead teams because he's he was quite popular at the start of the season, wasn't he? I think I even might have had him. I can't remember now. But he could be in, he, that could be inflated slightly by a few dead teams here and there. Um, and, you know, he's, I think that, I think that if you're looking at the 4.5s, you just want someone nailed. I've, you know, I can't emphasize enough how, how having someone who will play 35 games a season, you know, 30, at least 30 plus, you know, how important that can be, you know, especially for the headaches each week when the team sheets come out, but also, you know, the points that can come. I think that that having someone like Tomu is nailed on or any of the Sunderland defenders, because they're more or less all nailed, aren't they? So um, you can, you can sort of rest on, rest on that every week. I think Tomu's become the sort of, by default, sort of go to 4.5 or after Doherty. So I think people just naturally think, oh, I need a 4.5 defender, I'll just get him without really considering anything else. I think I said, I think I'd be getting Larson. I think he plays right back, can play central midfield, can play centre back. And I think he's probably got a bit more upside for assists and he's no worse for bonus. So I think if I was going to get a Sunderland one now, it would be him. The other names I've got written down, you've mentioned Berg. I'm not convinced he's nailed yet. I think Adams isn't far away from coming back now. And when that happens, we obviously don't know 
what that means for Blackburn's first 11. Weatherall is the first choice centre-back, I think. Um, Berg could be risky if they decide, if Adams and Curtis end up playing in that back three, he could end up being someone that doesn't play. I don't see why you take that risk with him until we know. Um, there's him, there's McQuilkin, I think, at Men's, there's a few Men's City defenders that aren't bad. Not so great for you if you've got Nash because I don't think you want to double up, but McQuilkin and Natado, I think, are quite good. Delaney, I think, is one to consider at Leicester. Um, can play left midfield sometimes. And I'll let you go next. I've got one name that I haven't mentioned yet. who's 0% owned and no one... If I said a name to you, I think most people probably wouldn't even know who this person played for. So I'll save him as the sort of last hurrah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned the Man City defenders. I mean, a few weeks ago, you almost convinced me that Hurtado was a good pick. Um, but uh, I think I, yeah, like you said, I'd go Nash. If you want anyone from Man City, just go for Nash. Um, Man City's fixtures, again, okay. There's a couple of okay home fixtures coming up. I think they've got they've got Tottenham, they've got Newcastle soon as well, and, and Middlesbrough, and then Charlton away, something like that over the next sort of seven or eight. Some okay games, but you're going to be benching one of them quite a lot. Um, I, you know, Delaney, someone I had written down. Um, he has that sort of small potential to play left midfield, does he? Um, yeah, he, he might have done it once or twice, but Leicester defence, I think I'd, I'd avoid. But uh, yeah, I think for 4.5, it's, it's Doherty, Tome, or, or Berg for me. Um, you know, Issa or is more or less the same as Tome, but yeah, I would, I would avoid. But I want to hear, hear the, uh, the rogue 4.5 you've got. <laughs> but the rogue 4.5 is Kieran McInnesby. The Millwall. Is he Millwall? He is Millwall. You've got that part. So <laughs> he's got 10 bonus points at home, which is the same as Emerson Tome. Yeah. Okay. And he's got four assists at home, which is okay. up there with some of the better players. Millwall rotate with Cholton. So if you was prepared to have McAlispie and Brian Hughes as a rotation, defensive midfield yeah. rotation isn't necessarily ideal, but if you was happy to play one of those two each week, I think it, you're not going to get many clean sheets off him anyway, but I don't think you're going to get loads off any of the 4.5s. I don't think you'll get loads off Delaney. You won't get loads off McCorkin. So it does seem to be getting attacking returns, unlike some of the other people, when he's getting bonus points. So yeah. I'm not going to get him. I don't expect anyone to get him, despite listening to this pod. But it's just an interesting name to throw out there that no one would have even considered. But it could work as a, a rotation with Brian Hughes. I think it's people are going to get put off. I mean, they've got two nice home games coming up, but are you going to look at an attacker if you're getting anything from Millwall? And then is it three away? Is it four? Um, it's it's a tricky one, but like you said, it's with the four point fives. What can you expect, really? And I don't think he's any worse than any of the other than Doherty. I don't think he can be worse than any others. I have I don't know his numbers. The only the ones you just mentioned, but. I think he can't be any worse. And I think he you like a bit of game at left back, I think. So, yeah. So, you get the full back. I think we'll give it a go in the home games. So, if yeah, you I think do, it... you use third sub every away game playing at home. Um, yeah. It's something yeah, if, you're looking, if you're looking to be rogue, then if you're looking to just play the game for a bit of fun, have, have a bit of a bit of difference in your life, then it's not it's not the end of the world. And, it, you know, if they do get them in and nothing happens, they can come back and blame you anyway. So, uh, <laughs> there's no, it's a win win scenario, really, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I do this to myself. I mean, in players like him, and then it's going to fall back on me at the end. But it's—I um, I thought it was right to just throw some complete randomer out there and try and find a reason to pitch him to everyone. Um, cool, thanks, Alex. I think I think we've gone through everything. All the price points are done. Some general thoughts on formation and tactics, whatnot, are done. 
Um, yeah. I haven't got anything else written down, unless you've got anything else written down. No, uh, you know, I sort of think that uh, there's a few of the road picks. I, I, I thought, you know, some of the Newcastle, Matteo maybe, you know, I think some people might be tempted by some of the upside we've had recently, but I'd avoid, you know, I, I don't know if someone mentioned it uh, recently or maybe last week it was, but uh, that's the only person I've written down as a sort of a potential road pick, but I, I would avoid personally. Um, but there could be some fun owning him. Can't own him that he's going to get out jumped for every header and a striker playing against him. So yeah. Um, I think he's a target for, for opposite reasons. You target the striker playing against him rather than target the uh, getting him into your team. Yeah, I've got no interest yeah. in any Millwall players, uh, any Newcastle players until they get a new manager. No, no. I liked I liked Barton at the start of the season, but uh, I think, like you said, we're, we're waiting for that sack in. It's going to happen hopefully in the next next. Every time the, the tweet comes out, we're just hoping it says it says it as a second, but uh, <laughs> not yet. But maybe afterwards, maybe he's a potential uh, upside pick. Nice one, well, amazing. Thank you, mate. That was a Brilliant. good chat. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Cheers.